This episode of The Latest is brought to you by The Latest. Leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, or feel free to send us a message. Here's a recent submission from Lola Lola. Hey there, buy face mask to protect your loved ones from the deadly coronavirus. We wholesale N95 masks for both adult and kids. The prices begin at 19 cents each. Thanks for reaching out, Lola. Enjoy the show. It's Monday, March 15. I'm Greg Ott. This is the latest. The Biden administration hitting the road today to promote the president's nearly $2 trillion COVID relief package. It's a remarkable, historic, transformative piece of legislation. That plan gives billions in aid to state and local governments. Those voices are discussing the American Rescue Plan, which is either a comprehensive COVID-19 relief package or a nationwide phone contract that saves and rolls over your unused anytime minutes. As economic relief begins to appear in the bank accounts of U.S. citizens, many of the nouveau riche across the nation are beginning to ask themselves the same question. Was this just a one-month loan to cover what I owe you on my taxes? President Biden's $1.9 trillion economic relief package is one of the most expensive bills in U.S. history, accounting for, among other things, $28 billion for restaurants and bars, $350 billion for local governments, $170 billion for public schools and colleges, and $9 for an extra serving of chocolate mousse since we're already putting it on the card. Perhaps most importantly, the legislation also includes tens of billions of dollars in funding for vaccine distribution, paving a clear path for more realtors and social media influencers to get the shot before your parents. Taken together, it's a serious attempt to mitigate the ongoing economic and public health effects of the COVID-19 pandemic. That worldwide phenomenon, like the masked singer, that's well outlasted its time in the spotlight and is finally showing signs of losing steam. Initially grabbing headlines for its generous $1,400 direct individual payments, which should just about cover the Grubhub delivery fees you've racked up since the lockdowns began, a closer examination of the bill has revealed it to be one of the most progressive and generous pieces of legislation since George W. Bush signed into law that tax rebate for anyone who spends more than $50 at the Guantanamo Bay gift shop. Expanded child tax credits, for instance, are replacing tax refunds with recurring direct payments for low- and middle-income families of up to $300 per month per child, explaining that new speedboat in the driveway of your Mormon friends. From $86 billion in funding for pensions to changes to the Affordable Care Act that reduces the cost of insurance to low-income families, the scope of the entire plan adds up to a broadly ambitious social welfare program that almost makes having one of the developed world's highest rates of incarceration, obesity, and infant mortality easier to stomach. In spite of the wide-ranging relief offered to individuals and businesses, the bill nevertheless faced widespread opposition by the Republican Party, believing that the only Americans that truly need to be rescued are those who have yet to accept Jesus Christ into their hearts. Each and every member of the GOP in the House and Senate voted against the bill, going firmly on record as being in favor of letting residents in Massachusetts go without water, sewage, and broadband infrastructure, 
because we already passed an expensive stimulus program last year that bailed out Boston Market. Senators, like Florida's Rick Scott, are urging red states to reject and return such wasteful federal aid, tearing up the check from Grandpa because his birthday card is fiscally irresponsible. Even as legislators like Florida Representative Maria Salazar and Mississippi Senator Roger Wicker attempt to take credit for the positive aspects of the bill that they voted against. We didn't order any appetizers, so don't put that on our tab. By the way, can you pass the potato skins? I find this legislation to be incredibly exciting. Not just because I support any federal initiative that funds the purchase of my MacBook, but because it actually appears to be engineered towards lifting up the lives of people whose idea of a private plane is when nobody takes a seat by you in the middle or the aisle on your southwest flight to New Jersey. The signature legislation of the previous administration, the Tax Cut and Jobs Act of 2017, is said to have cost the same amount of money as the rescue plan, $1.9 trillion, so that the 400 wealthiest people in America could pay lower tax rates than the other 330,141,000 other people who weren't lucky enough to have fallen out of Walmart's cervix. Guaranteeing dried-up pensions, making garbage insurance more affordable, and helping bars and restaurants that don't end in Fridays or pizza kitchens stay in business are the types of things that'll help this country get back to normal. And by that, of course, I mean our own unique version of normal, where schools regularly go on lockdown because of active shooters. Now, I'm not pretending that this thing is going to be perfect. I'm sure some strip club will get a new mirrored ball tacked onto our nation's $28 trillion credit card when, frankly, the old one looked perfectly fine. But the scale of this legislation, at least to me, suggests that we're willing to take a new approach to arranging and organizing this level 9 onslaught of descending Tetris pieces. And yes, I know they're called Tetrominoes, but I'm trying to make this program 5% less esoteric. Democrats are in the planning phase for a $4 trillion infrastructure plan that's likely to be funded by tax increases on wealthy citizens and corporations who, thanks to Uncle Sam, might have to think twice before splurging on a $69 million JPEG file. And if squashing the filibuster means that the governing party might eventually have a chance to take on voting rights, racial justice, and gun violence. Once this pandemic's over, we might be taking baby steps towards creating a country that's worth inhabiting. Until the CO2 levels spike and destroy our coastlines and crops. And now it's time for the O.J. Simpson Twitter update. Hey, Twitter world. Hey, Twitter world. Hey, Twitter, Twitter world. This is me, yours truly. Yours truly. My guest today is Lane Flores, a playwright with a background in Greek and Latin literature. Lane, thanks for joining me. Happy to be here. Earlier this week, O.J. weighed in on the ongoing sexual assault allegations against New York Governor Andrew Cuomo. Hey, Twitter world, it's me, yours truly. Well, there's a lot on the news today. Uh, why is everybody so quick the charge. Why don't we just take some time to investigate some of these cases? I see where Cuomo, everybody wants the president to do something about Cuomo. Well, he should have his day in court, or at least have some kind of hearing. Uh, uh, I go along with what Socrates and Plato said, that opinions, much like allegations, are not fact. At the most, they could be a possibility, and even if they rise to probability, they're not facts. Hold your horses, 
He's going to get what he deserves if he deserves anything. I'm just saying, get your shot. Take care. Lane, what do you think about what OJ had to say? It was an interesting thing to bring up. Uh, historically, we don't know what Socrates said at all. We only have it reported through Plato's writings, what he may have said. And Socrates was also killed by the state <laughs> for allegations against him. Uh, so it was an interesting thing to bring up. The correct quote is actually something closer to he who has knowledge would always hit the mark, whereas he who has the right opinion would sometimes hit it, sometimes not. Mm-hmm. And what do you think about OJ? Este es Tomekidia. That's this week's OJ Simpson Twitter update. Lane, thanks for joining me. Thank you. And that's the latest, written, recorded, produced by Greg Ott. OJ Simpson Twitter update produced by Christy Forsh. If you like the show, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Podcasts, Stitcher, any of the, any of the apps, any of the weird apps, any of the normal apps, any, any one of the apps. And hey, if you like it, tell a friend to listen and tell that friend to subscribe on any one of those apps if you feel so inclined to do this program such a kindness. Uh, latestpod.com for transcripts and other HTML. I, I'm uh, at underscore Gregot on Twitter. Yeah, right. See you soon. And by see you soon, I mean hear you soon. And by hear you soon, I mean you will be hearing me soon. And by hearing me soon, I mean you will soon be hearing me do another episode of this podcast. It means he is a murderer. <laughs> it also could, like, technically it means that famous man is a murderer. <laughs> <laughs>